I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. For Cinco de Mayo 2013, this is Hardcore. Mm-hmm. For I am Gnomewise. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. You probably won't be hearing a whole heck of a lot of me this episode, just based on what's coming, the noises coming from upstairs, <laughs> the children are... So I'll be excusing myself from the microphone at various moments to deal with <laughs> and stop bleeding from occurring. Wrangling the kitties. Uh, <laughs> wrangling the... Because um, <laughs> I don't have the uh, special power of... <laughs> Otherwise, you think I would have these issues. Mm-hmm. I also get laid a lot more often, too. <laughs> but then you'd have more kitties. Silence! <laughs> so it's a downward spiral yeah, exactly. from that point. <laughs> there are things that you can do. To, we have two children. We've had sex twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's what I always figured. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Silence! <laughs> you got started early, haven't you? Yes. I got started before we even turned on the mics. Adam, the police officer said you need to drink more. <laughs> You didn't bring us anything. You don't drink beer. Yeah, I know. Heathen. <laughs> oh, you got to feel sorry for that guy. On the other hand, more for us. Uh, yeah, no downside here. So, in case you're wondering what the hell we're doing, tangents are kind of a big deal. And joining us in Internet Relay Chat, as usual, as most times anyway. He's on time this time. He, yeah. He was indeed uh, there in a very timely manner. Still, well, Show X was still on the air. And the one and only Barry Vaughn. Awesome. Barry White, save my life. Please send your personal messages to Barry before he is lonely and needs to be spoken to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the messages aren't for him. They're just, he's just a conduit. Oh, that too, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Not really. No. But I digress. Diverge and could possibly divest before the day is over. For the day is yet young, and we are doing tangents. Tangent alert! And what I haven't day? used that one in a while. I know. Yeah. And what day is it? Cinco de Mayo. That's right. It's American Drink a Lot Day. It is the day after Star Wars Day. Yes. May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. Also, which was free comic book free day. Free comic this book year. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally missed it this year. I mean, we, I got, we got them lined up deep this year. So free comic book day slash May, May the 4th, 4th be, be with, with you. Right. Cinco de Mayo uh-huh. and International Call in the Work Sick Day on, right. on Monday. Not bad. Or as you were saying, the Revenge, the Revenge of the Sixth. Six. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Because we're doing it right. right. Yeah, exactly. So on that note, I'm going to go um, smother my offspring with pillows. And may return with a fine adult beverage for right. for Grail anyway. Yay! What? What am I 
I chop liver? No, you just don't drink beer, you fool. No! If that's the case, you can leave any time. <laughs> that's all right. I'm going to get plenty of drinking done because we're going to go see the pubes play at some place. Where are they playing? Uh, rhythm Room. <laughs> They're playing at the Rhythm Room. So yeah. I'm going to go see them play and drink lots of yeah. alcoholic drinks there. So one thing also that happened this weekend is Iron Man 3 came out. Yes. We haven't actually gone to see it yet. We have not gone to see it I'm, yet. Uh... I oh my god oh no oh wow. wow so gnome apparently has seen it which means he must have just that's a sign of the apocalypse isn't sold it sold his kids and like, some <laughs> sort of rental agency for a couple hours <laughs> he caged them that's what he was doing fixing <laughs> the kennel true. he, he was caged fixing, them in the kennel he was fixing the kennel yesterday and then went to see a movie i wanted to, like the mm-hmm. dog and two kids were all probably wedged in this kennel <laughs> they in a candy bar yeah exactly <laughs> the ipad it's like one of those hamster pellet things in there to ensure <laughs> that they get some food not good oh, yeah we heard, still, heard oh. mixed on it though really yeah i haven't heard anything yeah so we'll see i'm kind of uh i'm curious to to see i mean of course it's it's in the Avenger Marvel universe. We're going to see it no matter what. Absolutely. But well, we see it three times though. That's no, the question. I can tell you, not as many times as I saw Avengers. That's for sure. Jesus. Uh, so let's hear Noma's good, bad, okay. It is not the movie you expect. Okay. It's not what you think it is. The promos are completely misleading, deliberately. Does that make it good, bad, or meh? I liked it. Oh, good. Okay. I can see how some people could hijack and, and not like it. Right. Okay. But it's longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. It focuses on very different things than I expected. It does use, and this is not a secret, it does use the Extremis plotline from the Iron Man series, which is one of the best in recent history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they use it in a very different way than in the comic. Um, but they do. there's tons of fan service in there. For things that that people have kind of been requesting to see. Um... Wait, wait a second. Stop talking. Okay. Wait a second. Stop what, talking. I thought there was a thing about a drink when you came back. What the hell? <laughs> somebody, <laughs> met, somebody mentioned a movie. But it, it is I'm this kidding. one. Is, this one is very difficult to talk about. Yeah. Without getting spoilery. Right. Right. I mean, I got... stuff stuff that you can see in the trailers. Mm-hmm. You see the pantheon of armor. Right. Right. Tony's been busy. Yeah. And it's, that's kind of an interesting plot point where no one else really knows just, just how much he's been tinkering because he's having severe anxiety issues right. since New York. Right. And going yeah. through the, the near-death experience through the wormhole mm. effed him up yeah. is a major plot point in this movie. And he deals with it by going down in the garage and is building iteration after iteration because you saw at the end of Avengers, the Mark VI made its debut. Right. Right. The beginning of this one, the Mark 47 makes its debut. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he's been, been, been busy. Been a little not, obsessive. Busy not yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Um, and as you can see from the trailer, they're put to good use. Right. Um, and Jarvis has his hero moment of because it's he's the ai behind the yeah, win of course mm-hmm. um they've done some interesting things where they very obviously completely changed the design of the armor where 
is no longer reliant on the arc reactor mm. in Tony's chest. They're all each have their own arc reactor in them now. Okay. Which makes sense when you consider Rhodey is running around as Iron Patriot. Right. And they make a very big deal about the, the focus groups they use for the renaming of War Machine. <laughs> and it's really, they never explicitly came out and called him War Machine in the last movie. Right. There was one throwaway line where Tony was drunk and, and fighting Rhodes. Yeah. says, oh, you think you're a real War Machine, huh? Right, right. In this one, they kind of say that, well, that was the official name. They said War Machine you know, it was a little too much, and the, you know, the focus groups really liked Iron Patriot. And then Tony, throughout the rest of the film, was just hammering him. Iron Patriot, huh? <laughs> yeah, okay. Nice. <laughs> so that, that's a fun little bit. But Don Cheadle and uh, Robert Downey have continued to have the great chemistry, as Good. is Robert and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Um, Huh. I think it, it is a worthy... It's certainly certainly better than Iron Man 2. Oh, that's... Well, yeah. I didn't like Iron Man 2 that much, so that's Me, good. Neither did anyone else, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it had its moments. Oh, yeah. But it, it, but it, the moments it had to me were the fan service moments. They had the briefcase armor. Right. Which is one of those things that's straight out of the old comic. Right. Where he used to carry the armor around, and they made it mostly believable in the mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, but the uh, the... And the ending of the film, of course, stay, stay till after the credits, kids. Of this course. is a Marvel It's a Marvel, film. yeah. This one has no big reveals in it. It's more like the end of the Avengers one where it's just a Cutesy. fun bit with, with another character cool. that, that you've come to know and love. Um, yeah, it's just... Okay. It, it, is a, it is definitely worth seeing. Um, I managed to play hooky and sneak out and saw the very first showing, the 11-15 at, mm. at the Cinemark. Nice. I got to break in my movie pass card. Yeah. Which I activated now that the summer movie theater is here. Okay, so I have ninety days of unlimited movies. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Nice. I am just, just thank you, TED conferences for this one. This, <laughs> this, this nice. was the big goodie ah. in the one gift bag that I got. Well, this is a good summer for that. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. And I waited. Really I waited until yeah. Friday to like, activate cha-ching. the membership. Here we go. Um, and I've got invitations, by the way, that I can give out because it's still not open service. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But from what I'm telling, can tell, if you do an annual pass, it's 35 bucks a month, mm. and then you eat as many movies as you can. And obviously, my big test yesterday was to see what kind of restrictions there were. Yeah. Let me write into day one of Iron Man 3. If there's going to be any movie that has pass restrictions on it, mm-hmm. it's going to be a movie yeah. like that. And yeah. it's like, it's a very so, interesting system they've designed where... And it's f- for one person, though, not a family. Each car. Right. They don't have family plans yet. Again, it seems like it's in mm-hmm. beta. Because, again, they gave away the freebies. So basically, if you're hitting four movies a month, it's worth it's it. It's worth it. And you have to have an app, and you have to have it on a device that has GPS. This is how they control it. So you get within 100 yards of the movie uh-huh. theater, and you check in. Yeah. And it's basically, it's a Discover card. Uh-huh. So it's a 6,000 6, series number. Yeah. So it's uh-huh. obviously run by Discover. Uh-huh. And you check in, and that activates the card for 30 minutes. For one purchase with a maximum dollar amount of what they project the ticket is likely to... For example, they know the ticket prices because mm-hmm. they know what theater you're at. Hmm. And it basically opens up the card and charges... It's a rechargeable debit card. And they charge it on the spot for just enough to pay for your ticket and then turn itself off again. Oh. But you have to first check in with the app to say, okay, right. I'm here. 
So they, they're building in protections against abuse. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they know the running time of the movie, so they know during what time you can't possibly reactivate it. another one, yeah. So at the end of the movie, they allow you to start checking in again. So if you go see the very next showing at the right. next theater, right. you can start it over again. But it's an, an interesting system. Huh. huh. Now, I've got, I have a very non typical view of it because I got a 90 day freebie sure so I'm going to milk this thing so I feel yeah work. that's obviously mm-hmm. great but if you're a big movie goer where you, you know, every weekend you're going out and seeing films mm-hmm. all you really need to do is go to moviepass.com and check and see what theaters they support because they don't work with all of them because here in town it was Cinemark and AMC only no yeah. Harkins is not participating hmm. oh really okay really? so you check your region and see if you're going to be able to get into the theaters you want but then for 35 bucks a month it's I mean, it's on the cuffs to me. I mean, yeah. if it was like we consider a little less, like it needs well, to be like remember this break includes, even. Needs this to be includes three D. Oh, that's true. Okay, so you go to your typical twelve dollar three D showing. Sure, then you're breaking even at three three movies. Right, and why wouldn't you go for the super three D with all the trimmings yeah. if you were using this kind of card with, a fixed, with a fixed expense? Do you have to sign up for an annual or can that you was do not it? clear to me? Because again, ah, okay. I got I got the freebie. Okay, so but I, I've got. Ten invites I can send out, so I can send them to you guys. You can investigate what they offer Take you and see look, if it's. Yeah. Yeah. But if there's anyone out there who is a major moviegoer, this would probably be right in your in your happy zone. Yeah, um, I mean, I, like it seems like summer and then like the November December exactly. would be like the best time right. to have it activated because you'll course, probably get your money's worth. Sensibly, they will probably force you to sign up for a year to get right. a lower rate. Right. So. But then if, if they're going to do it a year, then I think it should be less than thirty five. If it breaks down per right. month, it should be. You know, whatever the discount should be, because I mean, who wants to see a movie in February? It depends if you're, if you're, if you're big <laughs> into art films. No, I know. There's a lot you could yeah. you could do with it. It would be sure. great for your dad. Yeah, they see a lot of movies. They see a lot of movies. Yeah, so I can see that where the target audience you know exists mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. For me, I am very likely unlikely to re up because Harkins is not included, and Harkins is the only chain nearby that has daycare. Uh-huh. So once I'm done with this. And now that Arch Nemesis, thank the gods, is potty trained. Woohoo! <laughs> do we, I mean, do I have a, an appropriately celebratory drop in for this no, one? Hallelujah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Hallelujah. <laughs> Here's a good one. <laughs> um, oh, no, this, this is better, actually. Is this, this better relates my feeling of freedom. Yes! I am a god! Yes, I am not wiping someone else's poop. Yeah. Freedom! That's a big step. It's huge because it allows me to do things like, if I want to go see a movie, I can do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can drop the kid off and they have a little daycare soon. The kid watch their movie. And Nemesis and I can go watch our movie and all is sunshine and kittens. So this, this... it is a good day yeah, exactly. to poop in the potty. <laughs> what? Awesome. <laughs> hey, it's a big deal to me, I okay? I know it is. I, it is a big deal. And in case you're wondering for myself. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. So there. Mm-hmm. So backing up the truck, Iron Man 3 seems to be a, f- a fine first volley for me. For the summer movie season, I know Oblivion was kind of the first yeah. 
big budget one. It didn't really light my fire. But with this movie pass thing, I might find myself going to see it because exactly. if I don't have to spend any extra money on it, right. uh, I might go see it. Right. Just cuss. So we'll give it a couple of weeks and we'll have a more a more spoilery uh, discussion. Of yeah. it. Definitely, spoilery. Definitely too soon to be sure, sure. dropping bombs of stuff that's not easily accessible in the trailer. Right, right. So talk amongst yourselves cool. while I complete my mission. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We can do that on the break. Yeah, no but some... Deal. You're going to make me wait for beer? No Seven minutes, deal. please. Silence! Oh, yeah. uh, so let's see. What else has happened? Uh, Game of Thrones continues to be pretty damn cool. Yeah. It's the third book, so it's just always... Every episode kind of has some like, die, oh my die, God, die, die, type die, die, moments murder. to it. Um, That's blood. So that should be... I'm going to guess maybe three to four episodes left for the season. Yeah. Because uh, they should be ending right around the time that True things Blood like True starts. Blood will kick off. And True Blood starts when we, after we leave. Yeah, we're actually going to be on vacation. We have these things called DVRs. Yeah, we have these services gonna, called... But it was going to be a big deal. We were going to have a True Blood party with the girls. Well, it, they make a lot of episodes. You can just no, do it for another no, episode. No, it's best to do it for the first one. No. It's not as fun. <laughs> yeah, the first episode tends to suck. To me, Switchblade Vampire Fangs rank right up there with Sparkly Vampires, so you will never have me as a fan. No, that they're they're it's nowhere near as girly near. as Sparkly Vampires. As soon as there was Snick, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a vampire film, and only because I've never actually seen Twilight. Mm. I see. I don't know. As soon as Tops came off, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Were they coming off the right people? Oh, yeah. It was correct. <laughs> that and Suke. Oh, Suke. You're going to have a character with a name, Suki. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough yeah. that Suki. Uh-huh. But then you have to have someone mispronouncing it all the damn time. Suke. <laughs> it's just Not that there's... It's his accent. Yeah. His accent <laughs> Is dumb. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. But Evil that's will okay. always win for good. Is dumb. dumb. Yeah. Good is dumb. Hey, check it out on the video while we're making true laugh. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, but <sighs> still, I still want to see it. It's gonna be good. Yeah. And it was good. Oh yes, also featured on the video wall this week is my little Cthulhu. Yes, I see that. Nice. Very nice. Always a good thing to have a peace-loving... Mascot. Otherworldly evil <laughs> at God. One of the entry. great old ones yes. who shall devour the universe when the planets align. Yeah. Yes, you know. But you know, with friendship. <laughs> and love. <laughs> and love. <laughs> and heart. She has even given it a tentacle-sucker-lined tail. Mm. That is completely awesome, Pusar. You have nailed it. Yep. That's Yikes. right up there with Tickle Me Cthulhu. That is... <laughs> which is a thing that exists. I'm not saying it doesn't. It's just, um, you know. Yeah, My Little Old One. That's awesome. Um, excuse me, My Little Great Old One. Great Old One, yes. Yeah, there's another tangent from my world. That you're old? I'd take the great <laughs> out, though. <laughs> Unless that's a denotion of the amount of time that's gone by. The, the, the great yes, amount, the great amount great of time, oldness. yes. Okay, then that's okay. Penis. Oh, <laughs> look at that. <sighs> oh, 
yeah, well. You made him flee. <laughs> I know. I'm flee. so good. I made him go away. Uh-huh. Oh, so let's see. We've had those things show. Nothing much else, though. No. We I... haven't seen Iron Man, obviously. We haven't seen Oblivion. Uh-uh. So we would not make good use of that movie pass <laughs> nope. at this point in time. Uh, We're a little busy, though, yeah. preparing for two separate trips. So, Yeah. Well, one major trip, though, right now. And PAX. Well, PAX is sort of, uh, it's it's in the, the future, way far future. I don't need to worry too much about that yet. But uh, the whole Europe trip is a little bit more uh, pressing. It is. It's coming so, fast, too. So That had eaten up a lot of time on Lull still, League of Legends, <laughs> with the new game mode ARAM, which is... Uh, no what the A what stands is. for could be, is left to interpretation. Officially, though, it is all random, all middle mode, which is basically just a big skirmish that they've added in this most recent patch on League of Legends. So we have a decent time playing that, even though we lost three times in a row this morning and left us all bitter and full of hate and smite. You guys are always bitter and full of hate and Pretty smite. Pretty much. Yeah, even when we win. Hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, and you're saying there's, you're there's old. an expectant look at me. Yeah. No, this, well, I'm, I am <laughs> one of the great old ones, but we've already established that many years ago. But as I mentioned earlier in the show, yes, I, you don't need to hear the rest. Right? Yes. The, the plague has infested my household. Oh yeah. Oh. As, as I feared in previous episodes, uh, my daughter has discovered. My Little Pony, Friendship mm-hmm. is Magic. Yes, this is what I was making fun of you earlier about. Well, because it's gone further than that. Yes. My loving yeah. wife, who was just calling on the phone just then to say that she had safely arrived in Florida, mm-hmm. which is why you have no Iolite this week, mm-hmm. where she is traveling hither, thither, and yon, heavy on the yon, mm-hmm. and she went to uh, the mall Yes. to build a bear workshop. Came home with a Rainbow Dash doll. <laughs> with a yep. little tab in the foot that plays the My Little Pony theme. Awesome. Oh, boy. Now my son wants one. I know. Of course he the wants greatest one. greatest thing ever. Jokes will ensue for weeks. Yep. This is awesome. And you're raising a brony. <laughs> Pretty cool. I am very disappointed. Which means in order to... Uh, properly raise him. You yourself will uh-huh. need to learn about this yes. whole culture. Flamethrower. You're going to have to immerse yourself My favorite. in the culture. That doesn't sound very friendly. <laughs> or else how can you actively help your son? I, mean, I could play then because I suck too, so that would be perfect. Yeah, that'd be you cool. Suck, suck too. Suck. Yeah. Suck. I know. Yeah. <sighs> Who sent that in? I ain't saying. <laughs> I'm gonna go to hell when I die. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. And yeah. I'm already there. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So having been exposed to my little pony friendship is magic, um, I mm. understand the draw. It has the same Powerpuff Girls sense of humor that Lauren Faust Mm-hmm. brings yeah. to it. Um, so it is not nearly as mind-deadening as many of the shows out there. And actually, really, 
vast majority of children targeted shows these days are way better than I, what I think we put our parents through um, with the kind of stuff we would watch in their presence. Because there, there, there are at least some token jokes thrown in there for yeah. us. They try a little. They, they try. Um, so, yeah, it's still, yeah. it's still freaking my little pony. Well, you know. We're done with radio. We're going to go to the mall. And Get him one? He's, <laughs> he's selling the idea hard. Nice. Because, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to take his sister's toy away. Of course not. That would that be mean. mean. And so, you know. And, they uh, need to go fly around and help people or whatever the hell these ponies do. Save the world with friendship. Poop rainbows. And love. Yeah. <laughs> go to it. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. I hate you people so damn much. <laughs> I really do. But handily, we're at our first beer break. So, in case you hadn't figured it out by now, you are listening to Casually Hardcore. Nope. No, you're not. You're listening to a hardcore episode of Casually Hardcore. Yep. Live on Alpha Geek Radio with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. We shall return after I forgot that I didn't have music ready. My Little Pony would have remembered. <laughs> really? They're good like that. Which Little Pony in particular is good at memory? Rainbow Flash. <laughs> <laughs> the mind wobbles, okay? I'm picturing a Little Pony in a trench coat now. Hey. <laughs> Wrong kind of flash. Because this is the man that was happy that we when the, top, the rainbow when the, <laughs> when the tops come off. Because the majority of the characters in this show are girls. Are they dressed? They're horses. Uh-huh. With uh, clothing sometimes, uh, yes. Huh? Okay, so they're dressed. There but, you go. So the whole rainbow flash. <laughs> Poof. Uh, Trademark. Hasbro's on the phone now would like to talk to us about that. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
in a gaming world. Happy Cinco de Mayo. You have beer now. Yes. At least the sensible people at the table have beer. You should be having tequila. No, I prefer life. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I had tequila? Yes. Yeah, arch nemesis. Yeah. So you you obviously cannot manage tequila properly. No, it was good tequila. I'm sure. And lots of it. Yep. I managed, I managed it just fine. <laughs> I don't see another little Aridin running around. So. Right. <laughs> there have since been some remodeling done. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, Science. Science! <laughs> That's one. There's a drop we need to get. We need to get Thomas Dolby. Science! That's right. <sighs> and a math one, because math seems to appear a lot. Math is hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Barbie quote. The what? Have you ever seen the, the much controversial Barbie doll that one of her pre-recorded oh, yes. voices was, math is hard. <laughs> the whole idea, oh, all, all girls are bad, bad at math, math, huh, Barbie? <laughs> Way to be oh, a role God. model. Okay, let's look at her measurements, shall we? Mm-hmm. And you ever seen the various computer models people uh-huh. blowing her up to a life-size person? Uh, like a real like, person, yeah. Ridiculous measurements. Disgusting. And Should her eyes are Like weird. a little like Ken doll standing next to her and be like, and my name is Math. <laughs> uh, you're going straight to hell for that right <laughs> all right but yes <sighs> so yeah Cinco de Mayo and it's ge- Geeks in a Gaming World and I have not gamed at all this week like zero wow I actually played more than one game wow, wow. yeah I uh, did more Drake's Fortune oh cool and did some more StarCraft II action. Oh. So I'm living, you know, the, the life of how many years ago? I don't know. Yeah. Many. <laughs> yeah, she can play stuff. Getting, yeah. Well, I replaced the PS3 and actually did some little big planet with uh, Nemesis as well. Because hmm. he's found his way into that one. He's graduating out of the Wii U and into grown-up games. Wow. Not right that, on. Not that little big planets all that much of a grown-up. No. But narrated by Stephen Fry, which brings a whole new dimension of class to, ah. the, to the gaming experience. Very cool. Because Stephen goddamn Fry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, our son got it when he bought the PlayStation 3, like, on one of the Thanksgiving sales. Right. He got a bundle, bundle, and it came with that, and it's like a Ratchet and Clank game, I think. And he was just like, no, I don't want to play that at all. Like, had no desire. I'm like, well, I've heard it's really good. Nope, not playing it. And as soon as he had the opportunity, he sold it to GameStop. <laughs> and that <laughs> was that. Then. It was like, wow. Like, he was adamant about, like, I'm not playing that game. So, so this one story know. you've got linked here, I actually saw some inf- interesting, fun information during the week on where they kind of let slide the information on this Borderlands 2 DLC a little ahead of their uh, intended schedule. Yeah. Because of the tweet, one yeah. of the producers or writers decided to, to like say, "Like, ha ha! Look at this guy slacking off, sleeping." So take a snapshot of the guy sleeping on the couch with the big standing sign talking about Borderlands Two: Assault on Dragon Keep, with a yeah. big image of Tiny Tina standing there. That's <laughs> and you're awesome. like, "Holy crap! What's the next DLC?" Oh yeah! And they like, quickly whoops. deleted the, the tweet, but it was it was out it was out there at that yeah. point. So that one looks, I mean, I haven't played much Borderlands uh, lately, 
but that, from what they're saying, this DLC is going to shape up to be, which is basically the Vault Hunters are playing a game of B and B, which is the D and D of Borderlands, with Tiny Tina as the, the DM. DM. If you played any Borderlands, by far, just like in the first one, Skeeter was the best character to me in the first Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Second Borderlands, Tiny Tina. And what everyone's hope for this is that the Dragon Keep is going to be the actually orbital base. Yeah. That everyone yeah. Wants, desperately wants to attack. Yeah. So, so it has it, a lot of potential to it. Yeah. The, this is from PCGamer.com. It says, poor Anthony Birch. I don't feel sorry for him. No. He's got some Aww. of the most fun voiceover stuff. And <laughs> hey, Ash, what you're playing is awesome content. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Hop. I'm going to get an interview with them at some point. They're, they're local. Oh, cool. They're, really? they're Arizonans. Oh, that's he's he's not anymore, but she is. Interesting. Over on the west side, yep. But anyway, poor Anthony Birch. We're not sure if the next Borderlands 2 DLC was supposed to be announced today, but thanks to the lead writer's hilarious tweet of his pal passed out on a couch at the Gearbox workplace with promotional materials for something called Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep displayed prominently in the background, the studios had to go and confirm that yes... Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep is indeed the next and final piece of DLC planned out. It's out June 25th. Mm. It's going to be off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) She has this whole way of talking. It's pretty good. (laughs) My favorite remains Steve. Steve. Who is Steve? Hey-oh! I don't remember that. Wow, you've never seen any of those little promo videos they've done? No. They have the whole bit with um oh, i thought you meant somebody in the game no well, he is is he well he's one of the generic oh okay uh berserkers oh wait wait it's one of the yeah okay i know what you're talking about but they have the whole um claptrap directing right scenes right. In these movies it's always steve mm-hmm. that comes in like blows himself up or does something and his tagline is help yeah so you always know when steve's <laughs> in the background help nice so, yeah steve got it what? Nothing. Got something against Steve? No, I don't even know Steve. I don't have anything against somebody I don't know. God, you're a berserker racist. I knew it. <gasps> you're married to a berserker racist. Oh well. Gotta accept the flaws. That's right. <laughs> I make up for it. <laughs> the mind wobbles. All right. So we also have this is a interesting one to me. Is that alien colonial <laughs> marines? <laughs> was so bad that they're being sued. <laughs> Which really, I mean, if this actually goes to court, that brings up a lot. Because not only are they suing them for basically saying you promised stuff in a game and it didn't deliver on those promises. This is the problem when you start accepting pre-orders. But they also are using tweets from one of their lead producers as, as evidence. evidence. So it's not only are you basically liable for promotional material but now you're also liable obviously for what you're saying on twitter uh so i mean it could be they they're basically bringing a class action lawsuit against them however we'll see how far it goes so i didn't read that one what did it not deliver on um i think a game was the uh, yeah a, a working game at launch um yeah, and i apologize i think i actually linked the wrong yeah you linked something to do with eve online yeah which was actually a really good article too but nonetheless <laughs> how so. a clever player with a useless item almost took down eve yeah. online's entire economy all right so aliens clone is so bad that gearbox and sega are being sued the launch of alien colonial marines was a disaster the game 
took a beating from the press and was ripped to pieces by critics and fans alike. As if this wasn't enough to punish the game's shoddy workmanship, Polygon has revealed that the game's developer, Gearbox Studio, is the target of a lawsuit over the game's final state. The suit alleges that Gearbox and Sega knowingly misrepresented levels, graphics, and the AI of Aliens Colonial Marines in previews and press demos, and that they restricted reviews of the title until after the game shipped to prevent potentially or potential early buyers from learning the truth about the game's quality. In a fascinating, fascinating addition, the suit also cites a tweet from Randy Pitchford as supporting evidence to the case, proving that not only is everybody responsible for things they say on Twitter, but your tweets can and will be used against you in a court, court of law, <laughs> or at least during litigation. Uh, the full Polygon report was well worth a read, incorporates a comment from the prosecuting company, Edelston LLC. So... Big precedence, though, to be set to basically say not only does your game suck, but you told us it wasn't going to suck. And now you owe us money for the fact that your game sucked and you said it wasn't going to suck. (laughs) But isn't that based on opinion, mostly? Well, we'll Unless you're basing it on, like, technical difficulties. Or just specifics where you you listed the following features and did not deliver them. And... We made our pre-purchase decision based on this list of features. Right. You received money for this list, and you gave us this shorter list or this different list. So it's like when switch. in, in Bait and switch. It's yeah, but it's basically it's um, vacation when Chevy Chase goes to the car dealership to pick up you know mm-hmm. the midnight blue station wagon right. and outrolls the family truckster. Right. Right. And since they didn't offer refunds. Because good luck getting a refund on a video game in this day and age that's been opened and played. Yeah. Um, what's their recourse? And apparently their recourse is class action lawsuit. Yeah. I, I Again, though, like how far can that stretch? You said even earlier in the tangent section that the previews for Iron Man were totally different than what right. the movie was. Are they now liable <laughs> for... Well, they promised a movie about Iron Man, and they delivered a movie right. about Iron Man. But what if they say, like, the best movie of all time, and you come out and go, that was not Don't the best movie Don't they always say that? Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I said their, their suit had better allege some specifics. Yeah, I mean, there has to be some things where they basically said, you're going to be able to go to this level, and the level is not in the game. Or you're going to be able to play with your friends, and you didn't have that ability. I don't know. I, I wasn't going to well, touch it's like, this I mean, game, You so. use Blizzard as, as an example. I mean, the number of times they pre-announced major sure. features... So, Dance Studios, Path of the Titans, you know, things right. that never, never that were, that were announced at BlizzCons and never made it into the release game just because they realized, hey, Path of the Titans, we can't make it work. And Dance Studios are a ton of work and totally not worth it. Right. And no, so just, and I agree. I guess I, I mean, you know, I, I think there may have been some sort of movement on in this realm also against SimCity. Because of all of the access issues and stuff. Now, this wasn't a case where they promised them something and didn't deliver. They, well, other than a game that would work, maybe that was maybe that was the promise. <laughs> but we didn't promise you the game would work. We just promised you a game. It's just yeah. an interesting day and age. I mean, back in my day, when a game sucked, the game just back sucked. And if you bought it and you got a suck game, you dealt with the fact you got a suck game. That's you know that was life. And now <laughs> put we're on like your big boy pants for the people that. You know. So was this the game that was right next to um, 
XCOM? Yeah. Cause it remember? was that pack? Yeah, actually. I mean, Barry put something, I think, in uh, IRC about the fact that uh, they had a gigantic booth at PAX last right. year. I mean, it was huge. And the line was massive for this thing. It was ridiculous because I went straight to XCOM because I knew that's what I wanted to see and that's what I wanted to play. And there was like two people ahead of me at XCOM, yet this line for the game, the game next door, was yeah. around the booth and really long. I never even bothered to look at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a powerful franchise, if you could play a well-executed Xenomorph versus Colonial Marine game, it would probably be a blast. Oh, yeah. Uh, this it was. The last one was. When it released on the Atari Jaguar. Yeah, it was great. That was the, the <laughs> one bright spot on the Jaguar. The one bright spot, yeah, on the Jaguar and really for the Aliens franchise, mm-hmm. which is just mind-boggling that it's that difficult to put together a game where you have a built-in people with guns, you have a built-in monster that wants to eat the people with guns. It's like... Mm-hmm. It seems easy. It's, it's like... And well, I think that's the problem. Everybody goes, well, well, this is a no-brainer. Let's just throw some crap together. Well, you consider, let's back up a step and see that that's actually pretty damn challenging because you have... A strong ranged class versus a strong melee class. Mm-hmm. And you can only control one of the melee characters at a time in a PvP game. Sure. That's unbalanced. I mean, the strength of the aliens in the stories and such is the sheer number of them and their agility. Well, it depends which way you're going. I mean, if you're in the first aliens, the strength was it was sneaky and it murdered people because there was only one of them. And, and also the other guys were unarmed, well, basically. Well, they had weapons. They just didn't They had one cobbled-together flamethrower. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, that's because they left Chris Christopherson get eaten in an air vent with the only <laughs> flamethrower they actually had. Not that way, Dallas. The other way. Exactly. <laughs> it's right you on can't you. Read the damn radar scope. Maybe you should just like start firing the flamethrower. If they're telling you it's right on you, just shoot it down a couple times. Mm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, but then you, but so I guess the moral is, if you get a suck game, you have a chance now. You might be able to sue them for it. <laughs> I <laughs> guess so. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go to uh, hell when I die. Yeah, I, wow. All right. This is something I saw Daxa watching on the way over. Uh, this one is unfortunately much more of a visual uh, visual one. However, it is worth the watch, which is this guy playing Dance Dance Revolution X3 in Japan. And he kills it. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, my God. They talk about eSports and e-athletes. Yeah. This dude is an e-athlete because that is some serious agility. To get through that stage. And he uses both sides of the... Yeah, it's a full two-player... It's a two-player... Pad. Pad, yeah. yeah. And he uses both sides. And it's crazy. His little feet are like... You can barely see them moving. They're all over the place. It's great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely watch it. He's got moves. He does have... Well, I wouldn't say they're moves because it just looks like he's having a seizure. (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know if rhythm or moves come into it, but he can definitely hit the right (laughs) Dance Dance Revolution X4, directed epilepsy. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Did you ever see the uh, South Park where it was like the you got served? Yes. yes. And they get like, so they assemble their super team and one of them is just awesome (laughs) at dance dance. So he just starts dancing and it's all the, like it's all leg. There's no upper body rhythm (laughs) at all. Oh, that was so funny. That's basically what this guy is. Yeah, it's true. And it's basically what this guy's doing. He's holding on to the two, to the little uprights in the back so he doesn't (laughs) basically fall on his face and his little feet are going so fast he can barely hold himself up yes so, it is paranoia so, so it basically is uh 
Yeah, you know, he does look like he's having a bit of a little yeah, seizure. Too funny. Oh, <laughs> it was so funny. So that was uh, some news there. And then lastly, um, this is a really good article about a game I'm super duper excited for, which is Watch Dogs. Oh, yeah. Um, so preview for that on, a, on yeah. TV, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they've actually announced the release date now. It's going to be this year around November time frame. Uh, for the PS3 and 360 and PC, of course. But this is actually, number one, it's in a very highly modeled, uh, detailed model of Chicago the game takes place. So I'm very, very... That's an easy draw for me to go, okay, I'm interested. <laughs> and then it goes on to say it's basically about a very wired world and kind of what some issues around that could be. But when you go through the article, they definitely take an approach kind of like we saw in like Bioshock Infinite and stuff where it's a really, you make choices in the game and the moral or the message of the game comes through. It's up to your interpretation. So, which is the type of gameplay I find myself drawn to quite a bit. So I'm much more interested in ones where they put a message there, and it's up to you how what you get out of the message than something just kind of slamming it down your throat. It's like, got a little little bit of a minority report feel to it. In yeah. the mm-hmm. the public areas are all heavily monitored. Right. Sure. The facial recognition going on, uh, live scanning of crowds, and so it's a little bit of 1984 Big Brother yeah. thrown in for for plot. Um, but, but I mean, I think a lot of the stuff they talk about isn't exactly science fiction any longer. No, it's unfortunately, just, this, yeah. this is this is near future yeah, slash yeah. already implemented some places. Right, right. We're just talking about maybe another iteration or two off of what we currently have. Yeah. So it's a uh, looks interesting. It does look interesting, and in the article, they compare it to art, basically. Yeah. You know, you look at a piece of art, everyone interprets it a little bit different. Well, that's, that's how they that's want their the game old, to be. You create a universe by perceiving it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't live in the same universe as you, thank God. Um, hey, it's fun and sunny and happy in my universe. Mine has beer. <laughs> mine has tequila. And other hard liquors. <laughs> <laughs> the liver is evil and must be punished. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I'm super duper excited for that. This game. is a really a well written article. Just a nice behind the scenes, you know the how the team arrived yeah. at the world. It, this one's heavy on just designing the environment. Yeah, and looks gorgeous. I don't have the same nostalgia and affection for the Windy City that you well, do. Yeah, obviously I don't either. Because never I been. Well, you've at least been. Yeah, I've never never set foot in the place. So it's cold and people drive like nuts. If you think people here drive like crazy, no, people, people here are positively sedate compared to other places in the yes. country where I've driven crazy. I come back here, I'm like, we got it so easy here. Crazy. <laughs> then the crazy snowbirds come and, and bring their other place skills here. And then but. Canadians, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> they, they do They're drive a, a little interestingly. <laughs> you do. It's, I mean, you, in Chicago, you live in right there, and I. Well, Chicago's no. no I'm Chicago. talking about here. No, here no, the no, Canadians here. here there's, yeah. there's anyone from someplace else. Chicago, just everybody doesn't. There's they're just not nice when they drive. No. Everyone is out for themselves. They drive yeah. right on your butt. They're they turn in front of you. They just they they. There's no. You that's have to just, really defensive drive. You got to have just, confidence when you drive. Right. No. But that's driving in. <laughs> no. That's driving in a metropolis, and we don't have. Many metropoli in the U.S. There's basically right. New York City, Chicago, I like Nemesi. <laughs> Nemesis. 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 We really don't have any other Nemesi. Nemesi. Yeah. 
Namaste. Namaste. But really, New York and Chicago are unique <laughs> critters. Yeah. As, yeah. As far as environments and driving, they're the only real proper you know, metropolis level cities that we have. Because the Los Angeles is, is where we're all spread, spread out. Yeah, you know, yeah. They've gone for sprawl. Right. Whereas Chicago and New York, you go up. Mm-hmm. And you have you know the man-made canyons. And that's a different driving environment. Well, Boba Fett just took pure offense to it. And Kobe says that the Canadians drive because uh, poorly because they're expecting moose. <laughs> 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 so there you go. Why is why is he offended? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We don't uh, know how they drive in Canada. We only know how they drive in Arizona. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They may Maybe drive they just great get it out of their systems when they come here. Well, I mean, Who knows? You get in, you get out of the cities here, and and those skills come in handy because we may not have moose, but we do have elk. And then elk, and coyotes, and an elk, but an elk will kill your ass. Yeah, that's okay. true. A coyote will just mess up your car. Yep. Right. An elk will kill you because those son bitches are freaking enormous. You don't have understand the scale of it's 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 a moose scale critter, right? And you think, oh, it's just a big deer. No, no, it's a solid deer. It's having yeah. having narrowly avoided hitting them twice in my life, mm. once at night. Which was a terrifying experience. We're like, oh, look, a female moose and a calf, and they're in the road. <laughs> um, yeah, those those will seriously put a kink in your day uh, yep. if you uh, put your car into them. <laughs> so if you're driving in rural Arizona, you 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 canucks, you you can bring your your moose skills to bear on the elk population. That's right. Other than that, stay the hell out of my cities. Yeah. So, to close out gaming, one of the things I didn't include in our articles, I didn't really even get a chance to really watch, but it's another visual one. So, apparently, somebody modded uh, Skyrim to include the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, that's, I mean, the fact that, A, number one, over a year, almost a year and a half now since its release, they still have top five mods of the week active that, modding that <laughs> different sites will do because how active the modding community is, which prompted me to start you know kind of replanning my mods for skyrim because i want to pick up dragonborn and redo my skyrim again and play through but probably not till after the trip fusro what fusro bayou <laughs> bayou bayou sure that's that's an ancient word yeah awesome exotic exotic yeah fusro <laughs> exotic all right Mm, you fox-eared asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. All right. You're listening to Artcore. Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. Got a little pollen storm queued up for you here. And then our next music break has a fun one. And Dax will tell you all about it in the next segment. We'll be back right after this. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. Robert C. Baker died on a Monday. We all know his work, although few knew his name. Cornell professor who taught poultry science Forever enshrined in the Poultry Hall of Fame 
84 years worth of food innovation Chicken dogs, turkey dogs, and turkey ham Beyond them all stands Baker's greatest creation For Baker begat chicken nuggets for man Oh Nugget Man, oh Nugget Man Chicken meat. His new method led fast food chains in the 80s to develop and market a new bite-sized snack food made from mechanically recovered meat and anti-foaming products. Reconstituted meat slurry and extra chicken skin for its binding properties. gun salute The churches are silent but for Wendy's weeping And Ronald has hung up his big yellow clown suit Robert C. Baker's last will was specific That his bones be removed and he be ground up real fine And to place his remains into small cardboard coffins and bury the pieces six at a time. Oh, Nugget Man, oh, Nugget Man, heading on down to that old promised land, dipped into his honey mustard-filled grave. We're glad the Nugget Man came away. We're glad the Nugget
researched chaos. We don't normally go in for you know gospel here at Casually <laughs> Hardcore, but for Paul and Storm, we'll make the exception. I want nuggets now. <laughs> I want a chorus robe and. <laughs> Gonna go watch that sequence as we were talking from the Blues Brothers. Yep. Mm. Do you see the light? What light? That was yeah. good. Mm. So, Research Chaos brought to you by our all volunteer research team who scour the web for right. all the weirdness. And they titled their thread this week Washing in the Name of, and now we do what they told us. Way to read that like a white man. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You try Not really. even a single inflection of Zach De La Rocha in that. <laughs> from Rage Against the Machine. It goes, washing in the name of. And now we do what they told you. Now they do what they told you. Now you're under control. Now you do what you told you. You're under control. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you're, you're so street. Jeez. Uh, uh, I picked that up right away. Come on, man. Turn on a radio every once in a while. Sheesh. <laughs> no, thanks. But all right. Contributors this week include... Yes. Aid. Aid. Who's, who's rocking the, the Rage Against the Machine reference. Mm-hmm. MacBit. Not to be confused with. MacBut. And... Boba Fetish. I know. <laughs> Thank you for posting this week. Boba Fetish. Because i got to work out my vocal cords <laughs> with my weekly Boba Fetish. That's right. Uh, the beer is helping, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boba, now boba, that I have something boba, to drink, it is. Boba. Yeah, it's all about you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Eeny, meeny, Absolutely. Meeny, meeny. You're just, just for dis- that. You've just been assigned coming up with a weekly call-in topic. You are just oh. discovering this. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. What topic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a little a good, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Synapse she's fired a there little, a little late. He's a little. Slow, yeah. but she's fun to keep around. Cause... Oh, All right, cute. so let's talk about. Uh, I'm do superheroes first. Sure, sure okay. that's actually that really one's pretty funny. funny. So we have a couple. Um, one of them came from oh geez, one of our contributors, which was text from superhero, which is pretty cool because it's like iPhone text messages between various superheroes, yeah. uh, and some of them are pretty damn funny. And this is beyond, above and beyond goddamn Batman and Drunk Hulk. Yeah, this yeah. isn't just like tweets. This is, this is, this is if, as if superheroes yeah, were yeah. texting each other. Yeah, and they actually existed, and they started uh, texting. I hope one of you have the page up because it's still loading for me. Seriously? <laughs> All right, I got it here. Seriously. All right, so like one of them is between uh, Iron Man and, and Captain America where Captain America uh, texts Iron Man and he goes, uh, here, your movie's coming out soon. He, Iron Man goes, yeah, this weekend. Should be good. I'm finally fighting the Mandarin. Captain America, the Mandarin? Seriously? I'm from the 40s and I still find that name offensive. And then the Red Skull replies, I'm a Nazi and even I find that offensive. <laughs> And Iron Man's like, it's not offensive. He's being played by a British guy. Captain America, that's more offensive? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just solid. Yep. Oh, God. Some really good back and forth on there. A whole site dedicated to it. That's good. Good short-form comedy for the comic book nerd set. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. This one, it's like Superman to Batman. Did I just see you on patrol with another new Robin? Yeah. (laughs) Batman, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Superman, Jesus, you must have more kids in that cave than the Octomom. (laughs) 
Oh, and Nelmai's almost splattered his console. Not with good. I'm in a waste of really good beer. <laughs> oh God. Oh, too good. So <laughs> I'm trying to remember the <laughs> Archer Bloody Mary prayer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bloody, Bloody Mary oh, full of vodka. Yeah, that I am about to consume. <laughs> Pray for us from now at the hour of my death, yeah. which I hope is soon. That's Amen. right. <laughs> Great episode. That's where we baby Seamus show. We baby Seamus. Uh, all right. So the other link, though, we have for also superhero stuff was one I <laughs> happened to find because I've always followed Sean Baby. If you know any of his work, he does a lot of writing for um, – Cracked.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, he's also done work on, funny enough, UFC games. He does a lot of writing for that. Uh, but I first yeah. got introduced to him way oh, back when. God, we were in college. We were in college, and there was a site called OldManMurray.com. Yeah, that was so good. And he was actually a guest on there sometimes uh, with Chet and Eric, where he would do columns. And I got introduced to his first superhero, like just reviewing how bad the superheroes from like the Super Friends show were. And so he does other articles, but definitely when he does something on comics or superheroes, he is funny. at his best. I mean, this one I could bear. I was trying to read quotes from the article to Daxa, and I like couldn't get through reading. Oh my them. god, I was laughing it, so hard. He's like, "Wait, here, do, do you have to read yeah, like, it. just, he just has read the it." IPad. Like, I can't get through this. Uh, but this one is the five beloved superheroes who are actually really stupid, <laughs> which is just. Awesome. And the five that they chose? We have Thor, <laughs> just because he is so bad at, like, kind of assimilating to, uh, you know, life Humanity. on Earth. And, like, there's this great, <laughs> great scene where they actually have a screen cap from uh, the Avengers where Thor is about to just deliver the hammer down onto Captain America when they're fighting in the woods. Captain America is like, wait, wait, shit. I, I know you're upset, but, you know, this is probably going to kill me. And Thor is like, F me! <laughs> yeah, not the, not the sharpest hammer yeah. in the drawer. So then that, and then we had like Invisible Girl, who like early Fantastic Four was just written. Oh god, it's like somebody whoever so bad, like Mad Men, like that is the way yes. they wrote this poor girl as like just completely vapid, completely idiotic. Reed Richards spent half the time telling her to like kind of just be quiet and you know. Make us dinner or what? I don't know. It was just terrible. Make me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> terrible stuff. Ma, meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How bad she was. And it was it was actually it was really fun in the late 80s, early 90s when good writers got a hold of her and kind of <laughs> she got her revenge right. for being treated like an airhead for so long. And they realized... The power we've given her is actually unbelievably versatile and powerful. Yeah. The whole projecting force fields thing. Yeah. And well, they had to thing. keep spicing her up. And then finally, like, ooh, wait a second. It's like, hey, we have something here. Uh, I, liked, I liked her when she did her turn as Malice. She was possessed and evil uh, force got a hold of her powers. Like, hey, that's how you play it soon. Learn a thing or two from that evil villain. Right. What possessed your soul? But yeah, the the era, the you know the fifties and sixties era Sue Storm that they've got pictured in this cracked article, like oh god, this just pain is it is painful to read. Yeah, it's hard to get through some of it. it really, but you're is. like wow, that's that's the way writers basically put the female role in there. How they thought 
Ugh. women were. So the third one is some dude named Bullet Man. That should tell you everything you need terrible. to know. That's the one that girl couldn't get through. Oh, that one was he too funny. He could not spit it out. It was so it was good. What, it was just random words strung together. Yeah, yeah, because it was just so bad. Oh, I am Bullet Man. No, um, no I'll, I'll, I don't have the article yeah. up, but I know that at one point he, he says he's his application for what? I don't remember. It was an application for something, and they were talking about how basically he, they were just Yeah, so basically he goes, uh, I'll try to get through this. Um, <laughs> So in 1940, Jim Barr wanted to be a police officer. Unfortunately, he couldn't shoot, run, or think, so they rejected him. <laughs> That's when he got a great idea. He should invent a serum that cures crime. As you can tell, most of Jim idea- Jim's ideas were a random series of unrelated words that meant nothing. His entrance form for the police academy said, Crime not is always my porp forever Jim age milk. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards words say to used I. I can go I there. Shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, so and then the second one was uh, Miss Mar or Mary Marvel, and then it finishes with somebody named the Torpedo, who was just a well. Mary Marvel is basically DC's version of Sue Storm, right? Mm-hmm. So right. It's all that pain all just over. Just terrible. Again. Yep. So and then yeah, then the Torpedo, who was just a hot mess. That and at the end of his existence, they actually turned him into a compelling character. Just so that they could kill him off. There's actually a, a figure in the Rom Space Knight um, storyline, uh-huh. which is one of those. I mean, because Rom is one of those weird stories that developed in conjunction with the toy developer to, to basically sell toys. And you look at the, the, how the weird rights are. That's why they, they don't have a Rom comic anymore, and he has this weird place in the Marvel universe. But they turned it into a really good story about basically these shape-shifting invading aliens, the dire wraiths, which were the bad guys that the various space knights were going after. So they killed Torpedo off with one of them um, as part of that storyline. But other than that, completely lame character. His death paragraph here. Yes, go The great it. Torpedo died the same way he fought crime, screaming at the air while someone walked right up behind him and hit him. Yep. <laughs> In honor of his legacy, they even stripped him naked and stole his clothes. Yep. Comic fans will never forget his final words. Ah! <laughs> yep. What a hero. What a hero. Yep. <laughs> ah, beloved hero. Uh, forever. Uh, yep. Classic. Nice. He was, I mean... <laughs> torpedo. He torpedoed all right. <laughs> exactly. He torpedoed. <laughs> wow. So it probably wasn't a very long discussion when they decided, so who are we going to kill off Torpedo? <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. I mean, let's just get Torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> kill forever, Torpedo. Yeah. We need to get this guy out of our yeah. universe. He's, he, no, no, we can't retcon this. <laughs> he, this one stays dead. He's dead. But in, in the, right. in the, tradition of John Locke, um, he continued walking around because that's what, when they killed him to take over his form and, and you know, infiltrate. Who the hell would let Torpedo near anything of any type of importance? Because well, once the, the alien took over, he started having a brain. Oh, okay. I wouldn't trust him. That's too many years of just complete idiocracy. I'd <laughs> be like, no, sorry, dude. You get the helmet and you get some Play-Doh. And that's all you're getting. <laughs> And his freaking costume. I mean, oh, it's just, it's terrible. It is, yeah, it's, it's Marvel at their not best. No, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right. But I digress. 
Yep. Let's see. So we have... It's the world's first website got mm-hmm. its original address back, which this is an interesting article to see. If you want to see what the web was way back in yesteryear, they've actually recreated based on the last remaining archive of the first website on, mm-hmm. um, what is it, on CERN? CERN. Yeah, CERN. Yep. Yeah. So that's where it was rolled out. Right. On CERN, info.cern.ch. Um, is where it was redirecting to, but on info.cern.ch, hypertext, www.theproject.html, you can actually see what the first website looked like. And it is just a text website with a few hyperlinks mm-hmm. on it that go to another page that have a lot of... Uh, it, but they actually had something that was like, if you're interested in what to do on the internet, here's some categorizations of all the stuff you could find. Like they were trying to catalog the internet. They were Yahoo before Yahoo on was. A first, yeah. yeah but it, Portal site. Yeah. Just, but as a flat text files with mm-hmm. some uh, hyperlinks in there. Well, I mean, because, I mean, the, the big innovation mm-hmm. of the web was hyperlink. The active mm-hmm. link in the oh, yeah. text you're reading. Right. People today don't realize how freaking revolutionary oh, yeah. that was. That was. Yeah. Right. Well, there's this little bit of highlighted text. Now, I do want to know more about that. Right. Bing and... And there it is. You I know more. I didn't actually mean to say you know, Microsoft Bing. But yeah. Bip. <laughs> Click. Click. Whatever. Yeah. And Hallelujah. Google. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so I can totally Google that on Bing. Right, right, right. On Bing, you can Google everything you want. Google, Google. <laughs> but anyway. So... Yeah, the the whole you know, you know graphics hadn't it was it was all hypertext transfer protocol yeah. and just hyperlinking and then you know graphic embedding would come later. Oh yeah. But I mean just the fact that it was at a point in time where they could catalog the sites in a flat text file yeah, is and, like, and be wow. and be done. And like that's it. That's the extent <laughs> of the internet for the most part right now. This this is all there is. So interesting look you know, in the way back time machine to kinda of look back at that. I love to see that because uh, every so often I'll go into our hard drive because I don't think we've deleted pretty much anything. But I'll go back in there and I'll see, like, the first website I ever built. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were so bad. They were so, so bad. It was mostly yeah. text. And, you know, you ha- you did the – everything was separated by, like uh, – Dashes. That, well, dashes and, and your a little picture of like rocks or yeah. a, a vine. Right, or... right. <laughs> so horrible. Yeah. Because soon after this, also frames became really Fra- big. Yeah. Which was just bleh. Yeah. Uh. I, I hated frames. I wasn't a big and frame. And soon person. after, the blink tag was born. Oh, yeah. Uh. No kidding. GeoCities. You know, uh. right. It was also the, uh, the marquee was big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scrolling was, marquees yeah, and blinking, flashing and text. Under construction signs. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere, Everywhere. yeah. Because <laughs> no site was ever finished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were all with the little guy in the hat digging. Yeah. <laughs> Those are funny. Slap a couple stuff. lines up. Slap that image on there. Your yeah, website is built. Exactly. No, you Bang. Had, to have, but you had to have some links, obviously. Yeah. A couple of links. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We Other st- links. Yeah. We still have one for our D and D game yeah. there somewhere. We, we had a role playing website where we actually were categorizing some of our game or cataloging our games, but we also had like the rules of how not to DM <laughs> because we had the worst DM ever. ever. So we actually in playing with him enough You you were passive aggressively trying to teach him. 
no, he no, was no. no. Near, he was no longer ah, in our circle. He was gone for years before there, we did this. And there was never anything passive about the way we tried <laughs> to teach him. <laughs> Just aggressive. We were very was aggressive. aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> we did not mince words no, when no. we when we were told your uh, kung fu sucks. No. no, no. The 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 quintessential story is our shadow runners trying to get done with a job. Oh, those and. We could go through this whole job, and because we came up with a clever way to get the job First done. First of all, as it was, we have yet to be paid for any freaking yeah, job. In nobody Shadow pays. No one ever paid us in, in this, this Shadowrun Shadow world. world. It was horrible. So we were poor. There was there was a point it's we had poke. to. No, no. There was a point we had to um, hijack. Yeah, we were carjacking we were old ladies. Old ladies for groceries yeah. and a car. It was yeah. a bonus because she had groceries. Yeah, we were actually <laughs> doing it at the supermarket because at least we could eat them too. So it was kind of. So we <laughs> do this. Characters were, were eating ramen. Oh, yeah. it was the worst. So we get done with this job, and the, we finally get somebody that bids up and says, "Okay, we're going to pay you this much for the information you stole." And we're like, "Okay, cool." So we go there. We go to their site where we get on an airplane because they're going to fly us to like a private training area and we're going to get some extra training and some money and the dm looks at us and goes okay otter Otter even even." and we're like Uh um even and he goes okay they throw you out of the plane with no parachutes and you all die and we go what 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 was odd? He goes, oh well, odd. They would have given you parachutes. <laughs> like there was never, so like there was never even a chance that they would live up to their end of the bargain. Basically, it was just to determine whether or not they would give us parachutes. That is bad DMing. That kids. is bad DMing. <laughs> and at this point, you know, when you start off, you get some stuff. All my drones were now destroyed. I had we had absolutely no money. We were desolate, and now we're getting kicked out of a plane. I think that was the last. That was the last game we played. That was it. We we hit our. We were just like yeah, done. I'm pretty sure that game started off with the homies getting murdered. It was. It was. It was was just terrible. (laughs) So this one probably belonged more in the geeks in the gaming world segment with an email from Serathis. Oh yeah, pointing out uh, something that came out this week. Dear CH crew, Serathis here. I would like to share this piece of gaming news with you. This is probably the most ironic thing you will hear this year. Simply put, a game developer simulator. Why didn't we have such a game before? So it's like sim game developer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Included pirating, but only in the pirated version. Since Greenheart Games are one of the two main indie teams, they didn't even try to put DRM on their product. In fact, they uploaded the cracked version to torrent sites first. And then their forums exploded with people complaining about piracy and demanding DRM to be included in the game. I am beyond words that from Serathis. So basically, to summarize the summary of the summary, the game itself was a game developer simulator. So you would develop games and release them in this virtual world. And everything was sunshine and kittens if you bought the game. If you pirated the game, the developer had seeded the torrent sites with their own modified version of their own game, within which, if you were running the pirated version of the game, when you got past a certain threshold of popularity, your game that you developed inside the game would be pirated and you would make no money. And you could not get past this rooster block because you were running a pirated copy of the game and you were getting your just rewards. And then actually people are showing up on their forums saying, awesome. why can't I get past this particular level? Am I missing some kind of, you know, should I be putting DRM on my game in the simulator so it can't be pirated? What am I doing wrong? And they're like, oh. you stole our game, 
asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Ass butt. That's yep. my favorite. That is my favorite by far um, thing to call people now. Ass butt. Ass butt. Ass butt. Yeah. That's a great, <laughs> great uh, way to kind of DRM. It's like soft DRM. It's like, you can have gotcha. it, but we're going to screw you. Well, I remember there was uh, an FPS out there. I forget which one where an unkillable, immortal, yeah. juggernaut, you know, uh, like serious lobster yeah, or something. would, would yeah. come and find you. And, and I think be... it was Serious Sam that did that. Where, right. Yeah, they just basically, if you pirated, you could play for a while, but eventually this the lobster would come. monstrous down. thing would just come and annihilate your character, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, that's good, and to me, that's a clever way to do it. It makes well, basically, it... it basically turns it into a downloadable demo. We'll let you play it for a little while, right? And they let them play to a certain level within the game. And then we're gonna, and then we're gonna encourage you to buy the page. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which is great because uh... Barry V is like that is some meta yeah, exactly. DRM. That yeah. is awesome. DRM within a DRM within a pirate. I'm so meta. Even this acronym, you have to see it written though. Yeah, because the the acronym spells out is meta. Ah. So I'm ah. so meta, even this acronym is meta. meta. Wow. Ah. That's some deep crap there. Yeah. Got it. What? Mm. I'm deep. <laughs> You're full of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely depth to the fullness. <laughs> I'm going to light you up, sweet cheeks. You never got a call-in topic. Nope. No, because Daxa didn't come up with one when she was assigned it. You can't assign me a call in to, to come up with uh, I am very disappointed. What are we going to do? Why are you looking at me? Because uh, we usually come up with a call in topic. Uh, hmm. I don't know. What about uh, what DRM mechanism would you love to see? Yeah. Or counter, ter- counter piracy. Of, of the style of the unkillable scorpion from hell or the you can't sell your game because the pirates took it. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, or we could go with what do you feel are completely useless superheroes? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That what works. are your top five? Yeah, what are your or just give us who you feel can is you completely top, worthless. Can you top torpedo? Yeah, to- top the torpedo. Or bullet man. Or, yeah, or pre-90s Invisible Girl or (laughs) any of these other folks. That's a good one. All right. So you see Bullet Man, and I'm I'm reminded of The Tick. Yeah. Fire me, boy! Okay, gun, big gun. Right. (laughs) Shot him at Dinosaur Neil. Yeah. Mm, Consume! Right. But I digress. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that a lot today. Mm Mm-hmm. Good news, everyone! I say digress a lot. It's been one of those days, you know, you kind of go off topic. It's Cinco de Mayo. Dead, is that your brain? Considering. Stay we make up to drink a lot. It's good. What was that? It was bad. It, it had nothing. No fire, no energy, no nothing. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She's <Yeah>. got nothing. <laughs> Any survivors? Anyway. Uh. We shall return after this song from... Ah, uh, the pubes who will be playing at the Rockamole at the Rhythm Room today. Rockamole! Rockamole. There's a bunch of other bands, too, and they're going to have tattoo artists and piercings. And... Or as Zap Brannigan would say... We're going to get Grail a piercing today. Rock-a-mole. Yeah, right. <laughs> Prince what? Mm-hmm. 
Maybe a tattoo. I'm not sure. Yeah, something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Give me some ink. But yes, this song is which one? Prom song? Mm-hmm. The song is prom, prom song prom by though. the Pews. We shall be back right after this. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Casually Hardcore, in its hardcore configuration, continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com, where we've been having um, homoerotic uh, discussions about bullet man uh, tubes and exit velocities while you've been listening to songs about uh, girls. Girls Girls are great. And there's someone breathing heavily (laughs) in our ears. It sounds like true. How you doing, man? Sorry, you're making me laugh. What? My Us? singing was that bad? Funny? <laughs> Daddy? Not funny? Not funny. <laughs> Blood? So anyway, welcome to the show, Drew. How are you this fine weekend? Oh, not bad. Considering I started the weekend with a root canal, but hey. <laughs> ah! Yuck. There's not enough beer in all the world. You seem to be smiling and upright, which is surprising for someone uh, who's had a freaking root canal. Yeah, luckily I had a dent... My dentist uh, gave me something other than normal Novocaine because I had 
had a bad reaction last time, and whatever he something called, he gave me something new that was quite useful and worked perfectly. I have no idea why I've never knows ever about this before. How many fingers am I holding sideways? <laughs> hmm? Four, five, if you got a thumb. <laughs> Talk amongst yourself. Who am I talking to now, Sybil? <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, on the DRM topic. Okay. How's this for how's this for DRM? If you're paying the pirated version and you left your Twitter and Facebook logged in, it starts tweeting in Facebook <laughs> <laughs> messages about it, possibly with random images from your hard drive. That would oh, be completely awesome. Random images from the hard drive, that's awesome. No, I think it starts it, it engages a subroutine that starts hacking nuclear sites in like Syria and Israel. That's not as funny on... as random images no. from your hard drive. Yeah. Okay, do both. Do both. Get, get on a government watch list and have random images from your hard drive posted to your social media. Especially anything that is labeled like porn or No, 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 no. Or... Labeled family, family photos. Photo. That's more than 17 <laughs> folders deep. Any movies labeled, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Just star.gif, star.jpeg. <laughs> <laughs> star bone star dot star right 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 <laughs> that ain't right That's that wouldn't be bad that, that would be, be bad. good one. i like that one hmm missing number in the black void what lamer than bullet man that's easy he can walk oracle and professor x can't thus lamer oh that's mean to the handy capable <laughs> There was there. I mean, there have been time, various times in the Marvel universe where they have restored Professor X's legs, legs, yeah. Yeah. only to take them away again. I yeah. know, a bunch of jerks. Of course, they transformed him into a, a, a huge flying alien at one point too. So, well, one time they just gave him a suit. What happened to the suit? He just yeah, he had a powered suit. Yeah, for, forgot he had it. And what they couldn't make another one. I mean, this is this is what I call the Commander Data effect. Yeah. Uh. Where once a character is established, thou shalt not screw with his basic tenets. Right. Because you looked at data from Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm -hmm. Throughout the television series, he was never allowed to change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could have an episode where he moved, you know, he was messing with dreaming. Yeah. And he got the damaged emotion chip from his evil brother, but couldn't put it in because it would damage him. And... The, the character ended the series basically where he began as the Pinocchio character who wants to be a real boy someday. Right. Movies. Yeah. You think, ah, okay, movies, different rule set. And they seemed in first movie looking good. They jam the emotion chip into him and it messes with him. Yeah. And the character becomes interesting and you know has doubts and fears and gets to utter one of the few ever curse words in a, in a Star Wars, in a Star Trek movie, right. gets to say, oh shit, as they careen out of orbit in an uncontrolled fashion in the Enterprise D, which was freaking hilarious coming out of Commander Data's mouth. Yep. I thought he said that because he was in Generations, but nonetheless, <laughs> go on. <laughs> True. It wasn't the best movie ever. No. I'm focusing on the one character. I know, I know. Continue. Second movie. First contact. First contact. Much better movie. Right. But they magically give him the power to turn off the emotion chip whenever he wants. Right. Which in the previous movie they had established had fused itself into his neural net and could not be removed. So suck it up, Data, and deal with these emotions. (laughs) Yes, sir. 
And but magically, now you can turn it off. Bink, just turns it off. Now they turn it into an interesting plot point where evil Borg Queen comes right. along and forcibly turns it back on and attempts to use the emotions to seduce Data over to the dark side. Data gets laid, and About creepy, wow. creepy nightmares ensue after that point. But we've gone from you now have emotions and must deal with them to yeah, just turn it off whenever the hell you want. Yeah. Fast forward to the next movie, Mister Data. Didn't take his emotion chip with him on his mission to whatever planet that was. There's a line, actually a line in there, could it be his emotion chip malfunctioning? He didn't take it with him, says Jordy. Oh, now he can remove it. The emotion <laughs> chip that irrevocably fused Fuse itself his into his neural, neural net. He didn't take it with him. And a major oh. plot point of that movie is Data talking to a boy and learning how to play and how to be a real human. I don't even well, Data always was big on self-improvement. Yeah. And by the last Next Generation movie, they didn't even mention the emotion, the emotion of whether it was working. What was the last one? Nemesis. Which I think is what a was high the one before Nemesis? Uh, Insurrection. Insurrection, that's right. I think both of those are highly underrated. Nemesis is way underrated, but... The character. <laughs> no, I don't, I, for some I don't remember either of those movies. Uh, Insurrection was the planet of, of eternal youth. And Picard getting his groove on with the 300-year-old, uh, looks 32-year-old woman on the planet. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Um, and Nemesis was the young clone of Picard that the Romulans had started to try and do an infiltration thing. Oh. And decided not to use him, just and just threw him into the Riemann mines. To it does not ring a freaking no. bell. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's not a single bad. bell. But yeah, I but, only saw Nemesis once. It was not worth a rewatch. Yeah, it, it turns up on streaming every once in a while. Mm. Um, but the point being, it suffers from the data effect. It's, the character is not allowed to change for any length of time significantly. So the same thing with Professor X where they give him legs every once in a while. And now they got to reset him because he's the dude in the wheelchair. Exactly. It's all about telepathic powers and getting out on the astral plane and doing things there. And on one hand, they could do really cool things with him, like have him have a dark side that separates from him and goes and kills everyone. Well, they've done that. They've done that. Right. Um, Onslaught. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was also kind of a fuge between him, him and, and Megiddo, but, but yeah. still, but, yeah. yeah. Interesting ideas. Yeah. Of, you know, there are consequences to these things you do on the astral plane that can contaminate your soul. Sure. And, hey, grow legs of its own and go off and cause great havoc. Yeah. And yet, they just, they just keep, seem to want to keep resetting these characters back to stage one. They're afraid to have them grow permanently, which I find to be annoying. Which well... Is a, a bit of a tangent. But that's a physical growth. I mean, again, he's, he's in a wheelchair, so if he gets a powered suit that allows him to walk around, that's cool, but he still, right. he still is, has no feeling in his But legs. they wouldn't even let him keep that. Well, I mean, eventually he just didn't need it anymore. He got his little flying wheelchair, hover chair. Yeah. Because that's, awesome. that's totally the same as standing upright. Well, you know, know. just ask anyone who he got to, he, also the age. I mean, he could just be like, look, I'm done. I don't want to run around anymore. I'm old and tired. I'll just alone. sit back exactly. at the base, put on my little helmet for Cerebro and we'll call it a day. Cyclops, Wolverine, go, go handle. Leave me alone. Exactly. I'm visiting supermodels. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, oh, yeah. he You're deserves it, girl. the poor guy. Seriously. No, but they did some permanent um they did some permanent changes with Rogue when she sucked uh, Miss Marvel. And then they never changed her again. That was her one defining moment as a character is she went from I will temporarily steal your powers to I've gone a little overboard mm-hmm. and took her entire psyche and I have an extra brain in my head. And, that's, and her powers. And her powers. Mm-hmm. She chose good. She chose you know, the, the right one to you know, basically Superman level powers. Yeah. But what else have they done with her? Well, Rogue has switched around recently so she's got control of her uh, absorption now. Hmm, I'm out of touch then. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, ha- I haven't read. Well, they had that whole period where she had like every power she ever absorbed started coming out of her. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, when she went a little nuts yeah. when she took in all those people. Um, yeah. the... She had to. God, there was a. I can't remember oh, the, name the, the name enemy. of the enemy. It was, it was the, an alien entity. It was the. It wasn't the virus. No. Um, Phalanx? Or no, 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 no. It was legacy way virus, after that. Or... It was after the legacy virus, but it was some like group. She absorbed like a million people, basically. Yeah, and she Great. went a little nuts. She went, you you she probably went would, yeah. 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 See, that's more interesting to me. Yep. Yeah. All right. There you go. So, other than the guy with the beard. Uh, we've let someone else on the line. Who's going? And welcome to the show. Oh, hush. You, 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 you with the beard, hush. You shouldn't let ninja people come on like that. Shh. I want to answer when they call, lest they don't call back. Okay, fine. Welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Who's calling? This is Agri's SW. What a surprise. It would not be a show without this happening in one form or another. Bring it forth. Shout out to my loving girlfriend, Ambrosia Hartnett. Shout out. So, so given. given. And what would you like to speak of this fine afternoon? In spring. Uh, lame superheroes, huh? Ah, lame superheroes. Who is your favorite lame superhero? Or um, I have a dual one. It's from both from my childhood. Uh, I, I grew up with the X Men cartoon from the nineties, and Jubilee. it always seemed uh, yeah, Jubilee. Jubilee. <laughs> Absolutely, nailed it. Right on with that one. Why did you Jubilee. let him go first? That was my answer. Ah, <laughs> that's that's pretty pretty standard yeah. answer. Anybody that grew up with the X Men cartoon was like, this is the She's best thing worthless. ever. Why is Jubilee on this show? <laughs> I can top her. Because no, wait, I, he's got two, though. What's the second one? Yeah, what's one? the other one? The other one was uh, from The Tick was Deflator Mouse. Deflator Mouse! Because mm. <laughs> they built him up as like this kind of uh, semi-Batman kind of like yeah. guy. He's got these gadgets and stuff, but he's a complete coward. Yep. But he was kind of awesome in being that, so... That's true. He was an awesome <laughs> yeah. coward. I enjoyed the television version of him, which is Batman Well. Right. Because <sighs> they couldn't... Because of the weird copyright laws they couldn't use the yeah. same character names other than the tick and arthur and so they had to rename him and they made him batman well and he was yeah. played by God, what's his name uh the mayor from the batman series oh. from the law from lost um why am i drawing a blank on his name i don't know Mm-mm. wears lots of eyeliner um <laughs> he does it's scary you, you see him in, in the batman series like my god that man's wearing a lot of oh eyeliner. yeah i know who you're talking about yeah. okay he's uh, the eyeliner guy remember you've always said it in dark knight you're like the mayor. The mayor. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. He, he also played Batman. Right. I'm okay. Googling. Hold on. Right. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I, I definitely agree with the Jubilee one, though. She was definitely oh, she was worthless. Horrible. In most of the comic books, she was worthless. She, she was wasn't horrible. even just in the... She was like a crappy version of Dazzler. Dazzler. And that yeah. was what I was going to no. top her with. I was going to top her no, with... No, Dazzler, Dazzler at least had something going for her. What exactly? Powers-wise, she Pole was a crappy dancing. version of Dazzler. <laughs> Story-wise, she was a poor man's Kitty Pride. Yes. yes. They were trying to recreate... The lightning in the bottle that was Kitty Pride, and they failed utterly. Yeah, well, yeah, because she also had a thing for in the. She also had a thing for everyone had a thing for Wolverine yeah. apparently in that house. Surprise! Scott didn't go. Let's for Wolverine. see. 
ageless, <laughs> buff, indestructible. All indications are great in the sack. Um, yeah, I'd prefer Gambit. You going for the uh, yeah. Remy LeBeau? I prefer the accent oh, the of French Remy accent. LeBeau. <laughs> the, 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 the accent lower. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I guarantee. <laughs> Plus, he was kind of shady too. You know, he was yeah. a thief. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Wolverine doesn't have a dark side. Oh no, that's a dark side. That's not kind of shady. Oh, yeah, he's not shady. He's just. <laughs> he's just you know, Evil. A freaking berserker. He's just yeah. a murderer. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he could cut loose mid-act and cut your throat. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Uh, That's like Ike Turner level. Shady. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you when he, when he slap a bitch, she, she stays yeah, slapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, Jubilee. No. Definitely. And you were saying O bearded one? Yeah. Well, I found uh, his name's Nestor Carbonell. Mm. Thank you. Uh. I couldn't... I, Remember such a That's a hard name to remember. Nester. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would remember that because it is a unique name. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but yeah, Jubilee, worst superhero ever. Useless yep. powers. She shot sparks at people. I know. She's essentially a human sparkler. <laughs> yeah. Not even the best firework. Yeah. No. Yeah, she was terrible. She Absolutely, in the yeah. st- in the comics, and they actually portrayed her story-wise in the cartoon pretty close to the way she was in the comics. She was just this lame superhero that decided to run away from home when she found out she was a mutant. And in the comics, it was even worse because in the cartoon, you know, that, oh, the Sentinel showed up at the mall and kidnapped her or whatever. No, in the comics, she appeared when the X-Men were living in Australia on the run, like hiding out. She ran away from home in California to, and like somehow tracked the X-Men down in Australia and like showed up. Because oh, I could boy. totally do that at 15. Yeah. yeah. They, so they tried well, to set her up like that that character that, you know, the Robin that figured out who Batman was mm-hmm. and, like, and, and, like, tracked them, you know, tracked him down and, and Dude, like, became Robin. another new Robin I'm seeing and, you with? And, and where did yeah. she find the yellow leather parka thing that she was wearing <laughs> all the time? <laughs> giant wraparound sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, Those yeah. were the worst sunglasses. Exactly, she had yeah. the worst outfit. And then she wore, like, little denim shorts a lot of the time. The other thing is when she when they uh, depowered most of the mutants on the planet, she was one of the people that lost her mutant powers. Oh, God. <laughs> it was such a loss. It was horrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world wept. There was a really good run in, of the the comic New Warriors after that, though, where a bunch of depowered mutants decided they still wanted to be superheroes, and so the, what they did was they went and raided the guy that sold all the technology to supervillains. And stole all of that, and oh, then they used that stuff to, to keep being superheroes because they lost their mutant powers. And that part was pretty cool, and she actually kind of played a pretty big role in that. Well, but I don't know. Now that the mutants have their powers, you know, I don't know if she got hers back or not. I haven't really kept up on that. If they repowered all of them? What, I missed that event. This is the reverse well, MJ. Well, um, the thing was that they depowered some, and mutants stopped being created. There right, weren't there, any there more. There's no, no new X-Gene out there, allegedly. That's but the, then the thing that happened most recently was that that started it all up again was that another a mutant was born. Oh, gotcha. So, mm. yeah. Oh, and back to Professor X, by the way. Uh, when in the most recent stuff, he was walking again, but then Cyclops um, took his head. I don't think he's coming back. He like shot his head off. Uh, well, <laughs> he decapitated him. Wow. Wow. Was Scott what? PMSing or something? Well, uh, in that most recent storyline, that big crossover event that just happened, 
Uh, the Phoenix Force returned. Oh, God, the freaking Phoenix Force. No. Well, the nice thing was that Jean Grey didn't show up, but in order to combat it, uh, five mutants absorbed the Phoenix Force. and they The were Phoenix effect- Five. It's a they new title from Marvel. Is, that is actually what they called themselves. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. They call themselves it, Fox Force Five. I know, right? Yeah. Ketchup. Well, it was, who, who was it? It was Namor. Colossus, oh, Jesus. Uh, Gotta give him some purpose. Uh, Cyclops, the White Queen. Uh, and who was the... I can't remember who the fifth one was. Anyways, when they, the Avengers and the X-Men teamed up <laughs> and had to yeah. kick the shit out of them, well, they had the Phoenix Force divided. You know, they each had a fifth of it. Well, when they actually beat one of them up, they got depowered, and then the other four had a quarter of the Phoenix power. Well, Cyclops what exactly was the last... is a, a fifth of infinite power? Exactly. <laughs> well, Cyclops was the last one that they couldn't get to, and uh, he. It took all of the Avengers and all of the X Men to like to to try to bring this him was down the X Men and... v Avengers event, right? Yeah, and they tried when they tried. You know, they sent in Professor X to try to talk him down, and he said. Uh, no, F you, and essentially blew his head off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Serves him right, Baldy. <sighs> I like oh, like he's going to remain dead. I know. He's, he is now jigging across the astral plane, even as we speak, looking for a new body. Well, and then <sighs> after that, because, you know, he was on the run. He was uh, a terrorist, essentially. Everyone knew he was the worst person on Earth. Because as the, when they had the Phoenix power, they essentially tried to take over the planet. And they did a pretty good job of it. But uh, um, the Beast decided what he was going to do because, you know, Scott had completely lost his way, especially killing the professor. But he's teamed up with Magneto and uh, he's he's on this whole Magneto is right all along kick. Now we need to fight against the humans and, and save our place in in this world. Hmm. Uh, so what uh, Beast decided to do was he needed what, the only person that could talk Scott off this ledge was Scott. So he went back in time to. Uh, what? The days just after the uh, X Men first became the X Men. Stay with me Fox. here. He went back in time and got Scott to talk to Scott. No, he kidnapped or convinced the original five X Men to come into the future with him. Oh my God! So now the original five X Men, as teenagers, are running around in the Marvel universe, and no paradox he- there. You know, we need to have one of these calls every so often because it completely kills any desire for me to read comic books again. Yeah, I know. I was really going. I, I was really going. I was when we started this conversation. I was thinking, you know, I really, really like these comics. I really should up my subscription. I should re up it, and I should just start reading them yeah, again. That, and now I'm like, now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not so yeah, much. Yeah, that's destroyed. Thanks. Well, there is some really good stuff going on. Thanks, in that Barry. Book. Yeah, I think it's it's new X Men. I think they're up to like issue seven or eight, maybe ten. It's really well written, but there's some really great moments in there where it's like, uh, this is Beast from the 1960s, and he's meeting Beast from now, and he's just kind of, you know, and Iceman meets Iceman, and they just both stand there staring at each other going, wait, what? What's going, what? You that, know, that sounds it, compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sounds like an amazing yeah. read. Sign what? me up. No, I mean, they, they just they're just trying to comprehend, like, I mean, imagine if you got uh, shoved way into the future and met your future self. It would just be a total mind blow. Ah, no, I'd be like, okay, so tell me what happens because yeah. I need to be. Right I'd be like, we're right going down. to dual queue and lull, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> we'll know exactly what we're thinking. This is great. 
Yeah. I'm thinking of the flip side of that one where your future self's looking at your past self like, oh, God, I used to wear that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah exactly. Absolutely. I used to do that kind of thing. I like to look at myself Well, like, and the worst exercise. part of it is, is that they brought <laughs> teenage Jean Grey to the future, and she's a telepath. So she can, like, anytime anyone looks at her, she can read their mind and go, oh, wait, what? Cause she, so she rigged out. She learned everything that had happened, all the crazy X-Men bullshit in the last 40 years, instantly, and just kind of, like, freaked out and, like, ran away. <laughs> uh, as any reasonable That's person would. That's the way I'm feeling about comics right now. I've, I'm yeah. freaking out and running away. So. See, I wanted them to bring Emma Frost in, into the future, and they would meet and just kiss. Just, yeah, Probably. <laughs> She's never been one of my favorite characters. I don't like her with Scott. No, well, I don't like. I mean, if we talk about lame superheroes, honestly, from a personality standpoint, Scott Summers. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. Mm. He's the worst. He's he's <laughs> such a like Boy Scout that doesn't know how. No, he's a Boy Scout wannabe. Yeah, but he's just mm. he's bad. He's just bad. He's not a good Boy Scout. I'm Superman. so weak. Clark like Kent literally, I remember Scout. reading the Age of Apocalypse, and it was like everybody has gone to like doom and gloom awesomeness yeah and he was still a boy he was a horseman yes, yeah. and he was still a boy scout yeah. i couldn't believe it it was uh it's just horrible that's one of my favorite i i like that yeah it was a great story but still he his character always sucks mm-hmm. yep i was never a big fan I, I was and the the movie rendition of him was even more cringeworthy especially after they killed off gene Oh, oh, Gene. Oh, Gene. Oh. Well, that's what he did in the comic well, Yeah, books, but then though. he gets nuked in the beginning of the next movie. And I was like, That was pretty awesome. Yes! He I... becomes little blood chunks. Yeah. Floating in yeah, the air. floating that's in right. the air. Yes. Just the way he should be. <laughs> the way a fine mist. Pink, pink mist. <laughs> Phoenix pulled him through a fine mesh screen. Right, right. Jeez. Left his glasses behind. That was horrible. <laughs> if any. X-Man ever deserved to be sieved. I think it's him. Mm-hmm. And Jubilee. And Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee was never an X-Man. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Really? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad I stopped reading. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyone ever deserved to get no further than the New Mutants? And then they her. went to Gener- and then she went to Generation, Generation X. Generation X, yeah. Yeah. The MTV comic. Yeah, yes. oh, that wasn't, that was Not weird. so good. No. No. I really like the art in that book, though. That guy's the awesome. art was great, yeah, but that Except for the titty, 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 ass, ass, titty, titty, ass, ass about it. The, the art was good. It was just at the, at the peak apex of that hyper, huge chest, cut ass. Well, they were dealing with Wildstorm and, you know, yeah, the image comics the image that comics were basically that like, pow, pow. But that, that that whole era really annoyed me because every, oh, yeah. everybody I, got I, I on was, that train. I was so annoyed. Was, <laughs> like I remember opening my comics, and being like, "Man, I'm so annoyed by this. There's just mm-hmm. boobs everywhere. This sucks." <laughs> and then I was I mean, like, "Oh wait, I'm a man. Sorry. <laughs> what was I thinking?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, oh God. God. <laughs> All right. On that bombshell, <laughs> we shall end. Thank you all for calling in. And we'll having us. catch you next Thank you. time. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I can always talk about comics. I love comics. <laughs> I, love comics. I do love comics, but I don't have any desire to read new comics right now. <laughs> I, I would need some guidance as to how to avoid yeah. the obvious yeah. potholes that are out there. I can, we can always just pull out our 500 boxes of sure. comics from the garage and start yeah, reading I mean, I really liked the, the reboots they did with the Ultimates. Right. Um, but again, they were kind of telling the same stories that I loved and grew up with, yeah. just right. a Let's new version or modern version of that. So, 
I think there's there's options out there, and then you get off brand or offshoot comics like mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. I mean, that's right. really engaging, but it's not superheroes. It's people dealing with zombies and such. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Say our ending stuff. <clears throat> we would like to thank all the volunteers who are involved on our forums and take the time out of their busy weeks to comb the web for the weird and interesting on the Casually Hardcore Research Thread. You can view the thread at any time you like over at vtwproductions.com in the forums section. So if you want to read about the things we've been talking about today and some of the things that were researched and didn't make it onto the show, you can always read it. If you want to write to it and become a research team member, just send a personal message to me, GnomeWise, on the forums, and I will grant you right access to the aforementioned forums. But we'd like to thank and express our appreciation for all the volunteers that make this show better than it would be otherwise. You can find us on the Facebook. Just do a search for Casually Hardcore and or Alpha Geek Radio. You can look on Twitter for the show. It is Hardcore Casuals. For the network, it is Alpha Geek Radio. For me, it is GnomeWise. For him, it is Izzy Grail, I-Z-Z-Y Grail. For her, it is Daxa, that's D-A-K-S-A-C-H. And for the absent but here in spirit, there's Gwenora and Iolite underscore C-H. You can send us emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. Check out our sister feeds on alphageekradio.com, Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews. Sponsor a segment sometime. Click on the little link on the right-hand side of our page. It's five bucks. And you can tell us what to say at the beginning of any segment in whatever funny voice you want us to say it in. <laughs> you can find us on Stitcher Radio. If you have something to purchase from Amazon.com, please begin your search with the search widgets on our site, and we will get a cut of your purchase with no extra cost to you, and you will be helping us keep the lights on here at Alpha Geek Radio. Rate us on the iTunes. Find us on the webs. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And... If Arch Nemesis on my lap will allow me to find the button, we shall be out of here. Bye-bye, radio people. Happy trails!